Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Hello folks, Dan Bird here. Hope everyone's doing well. This is the second session for Sunday, February 26th. I'm going to do a quick one on just to talk a little bit about dividend stocks, some of the things that I've learned and answer some of the questions that you folks have sent in. I want to really uh, thank everyone and appreciate your comments and participation and some of the things that uh, when I mentioned that I wanted to do dividend stocks last week, I had quite a few people send in um, information and questions and give me ideas on some of the things they'd like to see. So I'll touch on some of that. I put a lot of this in my newsletter as well, which I'll show you what the newsletter, if anybody's interested. You can send me an email to breakpointtrading at gmail.com. I do this at no charge, something that I do for my friends and family. And now the folks on the on uh, Zuber's channel, if you're interested in looking at this, Let me share my screen. Okay, so there's my screen. If you're interested in joining the newsletter, uh, just send me a note to breakpointtrading at gmail.com. And I'll send you last week's newsletter and uh, add you to the list. And if you ever want to be taken off, not a problem. Just send me a note and I'll remove you from the uh, distribution list. Um, so let's talk a little bit about dividend stocks. I'm going to start with um, some excerpts directly from my newsletter. When I mentioned this, I had a couple of people ask me to do something like this. And then when I mentioned that I would, I've had people send in, in uh, ideas on, on what to look at. I've learned that there is no good way to accommodate everyone. So it may not pick up some of the stocks that you like or, or your favorites. Um, the scans that I use are based on different ways I want to look at this. So I'm going to cover some of that right now. But it may not necessarily pick up the ones that you are tracking or the ones that you might like. I am not a financial advisor. I cannot recommend what stocks to buy, and I'm not suggesting that you purchase, make any buy or sell recommendations based on what you see. This is strictly for learning purposes, for educational purposes just to give you a sense for what is possible or just some other ideas of uh, different ways you can take a look at the market, but I'm not recommending that you make any of these purchases. So the first thing that I wanna talk about, and I'll make this a little bit bigger for everyone, is uh, there's four methods that I used. There are many methods that you could use for dividend stocks, but I'll talk about each of those. First one is, uh, this comes directly from VectorVest. VectorVest is a platform that I use. Um, there's lots of really good features with VectorVest. Uh, it's up to you if you wanna participate or join. If you do, and you mention me as a re referral, then I think they give me a one month for free or something. I'm not suggesting that you do that. It's completely up to you. But um, if you did, I appreciate it, of course. So the first one is directly from VectorVest. So they have a scan that they call VectorVest Blue Chip Dividend Payers. 
Um, I actually showed this at the beginning of the year in the newsletter, and I did a back test both for the 2021 year as well as 2022 using this exact scan. And in 2021, which was which was a great year for growth stocks, but not so much for blue chip dividend stocks, it still returned 15% for the year. And that's assuming that you just buy the top 10 of these at the beginning of the year on January 2nd or whatever first day the market's open. And you just held them for the whole year, didn't sell any of them, just kept them all until the end of the year. The gain on that would have been 15% for 21. For 2022, which was challenging for growth stocks, but actually turned out to be pretty good for dividend paying stocks, the return was 25%. So excellent return in 2022, again, using the same method. Just run the scan at the, the first day of January, buy the top 10 off the list, any way that you want, distribute them equally, however you wanna do it, and then just hold them for a year and see what happens. Now, if you add some additional money management techniques to that, like selling when they reach their um, sell, suggested sell point, or if you have your own way of selling stocks, if they go down to a certain point, or if you use the 50-day moving average or anything like that. So sell before some of them go too, too far, um, then you might actually end up doing, be able to do better than this. The criteria for the scan is only names that are in the Dow Industrials, Transportation and Utilities, and the S&P 500. Annual dividend yield is at least 3%. Dividends are reinvested for a minimum of 10 years. So this is using the DRIP programs, dividend reinvestment program. Uh, and these are for at least 10 years, but can be as long as 25 or 30 years. There's no limit on the upper end, but at least 10 years, dividends are reinvested. Dividend safety is above 50%. So the, the safety ranking is zero to 100. So above 50% puts it in the top half of all the results. And then it's sorted by earnings times dividend growth. Earnings growth times dividend growth. So what that does is it brings to the top of the list the ones that have the best number there. So earnings growth for the stock itself and then dividend growth for the dividends. Let me jump into the portfolio view for this one in particular. So this one is blue chip dividend payers. This one, again, I ran this on January 3rd. You can see that uh, so far this year, it's returned almost 2%. Um, the ones at the top uh, using that same scan, um, which actually, this is the scan right here. Those are the ones that come up to the top. So this is growth, earnings growth times dividend growth. So these are the ones at the top. So two, four, six, eight, ten. So those are the top ten. So if you just purchase those equally, then right now you'd, be, you'd actually probably be up more than two percent because this takes into account all of them. But you can see the names, and more importantly, take a look at the industry groups. So usually, when you're buying dividend stocks like this and building a portfolio over time, <clears throat> and there's lots of ways to build a portfolio. You can buy them all at once. You can buy them a little bit at a time. You can wait till they get a buy rating and then buy them. You can see a lot of these have holes. There's different ways to do it. I'm not suggesting or recommending that you do any of those or buy any of these or take any action whatsoever. Um, but if you did, it probably would make sense to buy them in different industry groups 
so that you have nice diversification. So you can see there's a number in petroleum, there's a bank, number two on the list, there's electronic semiconductor right there, Broadcom, number three on the list, uh, there's a utility and some more banks. So you could have chosen any of those. So that's what they look like. I'll continue to track this through the year and see how it does. Over the year, this uh, this is, starts off with an imaginary $100,000, by the way. This is just a portfolio. A uh, nice thing about VectorVest, it also shows you the earnings dates. So you can see when earnings are coming up. The, um, the next one that I ran, I put the top five in here as well. The next one I ran is called Dividend Aristocrats. And this is a, an idea that one of the uh, subscribers recommended or asked me about, something I hadn't really known too much about, uh, dividend aristocrats. And turns out that it's very easy to find these. Just do a Google search on dividend aristocrats, and it'll give you a list of all the ones. The criteria that they have, um, the standard group of companies that have a history of increasing their dividends. Um, the, they paid out a dividend each of the last 25 years. They're a member of the S&P 500. They have increased the dividend each year for at least 25 years. So not only are they paying out dividends for 25 years, every year it increases. And interestingly, if a company misses any of the criteria, then they drop off the list and they have to wait 25 more years to be readmitted. So it's a pretty stringent list. This one again is sorted by earnings growth times dividend growth. And I put the top five right here. I'll show you what that one looks like, dividend aristocrats. Now, in this case, I just ran this on the 17th. So this isn't for the whole year. Um, you can see it's down two and a quarter percent since the 17th. Um, it is sorted by earnings growth times dividend growth. And two, four, six, eight, ten. So those are the top 10. Albemarle, Chevron, Exxon show up on a lot of a lot of these dividend lists. Again, you can see here there's a chemical company, a business services, another utility. There's a machinery company, retail building company. So if you had looked at the ones from my newsletter and took the top five and just took some off of each of those lists, you could build a dividend portfolio with stocks from different industries. <clears throat> the next one that I'll talk about was a scan that I ran. So this is one that I created, not only using strong dividend growers, but also using strong criteria for the company itself, using the VectorVest criteria. Now, in this case, this, this one has a lot more stringent criteria, so it's going to return a different set. In this case, a dividend yield over 2%, but dividend growth of more than 10% a year. Earnings yield more than twice the dividend yield. So earnings are growing more than twice as fast as the dividend. Dividend safety over 50%, once again. Value safety timing, this is a, a ranking that uh, VectorVest provides that combines the metrics of value, safety, and timing into one metric. And anything over 1.0 is at the upper end of all of the stocks in there. If it's below 1.0, then it's not as good. So I want anything that's 1.0 or higher. Value is greater than price. This means that these are undervalued stocks. Now that does not mean that stocks that have values that are lower than price 
aren't good stocks. And in fact, some of the ones on the other lists, you may actually see that they have values that are lower than price. And the top five up here don't have any. And the other five here, so value 94, 193, these are all have values higher than the price. So these are all undervalued stocks as well. So these first two, the top five are all undervalued. But I'm looking in this particular search, I'm specifically looking for stocks that have a value that is greater than price. That gives them room to grow. Sale, sales growth more than 20% per year. So not only is the dividend good, but the sales are good. Earnings growth more than 20% per year. Volume more than 100,000. And in this case, it's sorted by earnings yield minus two times the dividend yield. So I want stocks that have very healthy earnings yields, uh, which typically are stocks that are safe. So if I look at this one, that's this portfolio right here. Again, this is started on the 17th. This one is a little less than 1% loss for the year. So it's a little better than the aristocrats. Aristocrats were minus 224. This one was minus 0.93. <clears throat> Um, we'll go down uh, two, four, six, eight, ten. So these are the top ten. One thing that you'll notice is it also ranks the value minus price. So in this case, it shows you how much more the value is than the price. So that shows you the ones that have much more room to grow. So if we look at this one, uh, let's look at <clears throat> that's a good one here, Crescent Point. How about that? CPG that has a price of 698 and a value of 1026. So that's got some room to grow. <clears throat> by the way, in VectorVest, you can sort these by anything you want. I can sort them by earnings yield minus dividend yield. That's actually the way that I sorted it for the uh, newsletter. So it actually shows you two, four, six, eight, ten. 10. So these are the top 10. Jackson Financial is right at the top. There's Northern Oil and Gas. Um, and you can see the value minus price. So this one right here, Console Energy, has is very undervalued. The higher this number is, the more undervalued it is. You can sort by this. So Broadcom, which is on one of the other lists, 226. So what that means is the price is 577, but the value is 804. That's a difference of 226. So it has much more room to grow right here. So this was on uh, one of the other lists as well. So again, this, this gives you a really nice way to take a look at all of these. So minus 0.93 for this one, aristocrats minus 2.24. Those were both started on the same date. Blue chip dividends, which started at the beginning of the year is up almost 2%. So, Pretty good searches, but they returned different different ones. Some of them had some of the same um, companies. Some of them di didn't. The last thing, the last one that I showed here was monthly dividend payers. So there are some stocks out there that rather than paying quarterly dividends, they actually pay monthly dividends. So for income purposes, that might be very attractive. Some of these are very high annual dividend yields. However, they may also have zero sales. So you really need to do your due diligence on these and understand what they are doing and understand what your goals are. 
They pay dividends monthly. They maintain a dividend yield of at least 4%, and they're sorted by dividend yield descending. So I just specifically the ones with the highest dividend. That's the criteria for the search. Here's the top five. And I mentioned here, because this is one that you really have to be willing to take the risk on these. These could be very risky. Monthly dividend candidates, three out of five of the above have zero sales or earnings. And they're in an industry called close-end funds. So they, they exist specifically to pay dividends. That's what they do. Very, very attractive. They pay it monthly, but here's what their long-term 21-year chart. So this is the top one on the list, CRF. This is what the 21-year chart looks like, anywhere from $1.50 to $11.50. It can be very volatile, but if you bought in near the low, then the stock itself would still be higher. But more importantly, you're making, I think on this one, and we'll look at it in a second, but I think on this one, the dividend yield is about 18%. So you're making 18% a, a year, but it's paid out monthly. So every month that you collect a dividend on this, you're also reducing your cost basis. So if you're fortunate enough enough on this to buy in at the low, the stock can go up and the dividend keeps paying out month over month over month, and that reduces your basis further and further. You have to really understand these and be willing to do that. I did not create a portfolio for monthly dividend payers. Um, so it's just the, the five that you saw on there. It's not one that I'm going to track. Uh, monthly dividend payers is something I wanted people to be aware of, but uh, it's up to you whether it's something that you want to uh, consider or not. So we'll continue to monitor these and take a look at them. I'm especially interested in this blue chip dividend payer, which paid 15% in 2021 and 25% in 2022. It's already up almost 2% for the whole thing, not just the top 10. And we'll see how it does going forward. Um, what I might do is create a, just a top 10 list of these and just track just those, that, that would be interesting. And I'll probably post these, just, I'll post just this one in the newsletter each week and we'll just track how it, how it goes. So I hope that was helpful. Again, I wanna stress that there are multiple ways to look at dividend payers. Um, there was, one person that sent me a note when they saw the list that I provided and said, why isn't Altria on that list? Because they have, they pay more than 8%. Here's Altria. They, they pay more than 8% dividend yield, 7.9% dividend yield. Um, they have a PE of less than 10%. However, they have sales growth of zero and earnings growth of one. So that's, that's the reason they didn't make the list. But that doesn't mean they can't be a good dividend paying stock. I mean, it might actually be a good one in the portfolio to have a solid company that's not going anywhere, that will still be around. Um, in this case, the value is lower than the price. So you can see here it has a negative number. So oftentimes price and value will meet. So that implies that the price of this stock may come down to the value or the value may go up to the price or they might meet somewhere in the middle. So it may still be a good strategy, and this might be the way that you look at things. So you might want something like this, even though it doesn't meet all of the criteria. It might actually be nice to have a stock that just goes sideways and pays you a dividend consistently, 8% per year consistently, even if the stock itself doesn't really move much. 
because your principal won't be at too much risk. Uh, it may actually go up, but it could go down more as well. But more importantly, you're getting that 8% every year with a stock that's uh, you know very solid and will probably be around for a while. If we look at a five-year uh, view, you know, over here, it's actually come down since then, but it's it's been pretty much, you know, in the 65 range down to 36 range. So it's kind of gone sideways, but if all you want to do is collect 8% per year, then this might be a really good dividend player. This one did not show up on any of the scans that I did. So that's why doing dividend stocks is, it, it, it really is personal preference. I want to make people aware of it, but it's up to you and how you want to do it. There are different goals for each person. So that's uh, what I have for today. If you want to join my newsletter, just send me an email to breakpointtrading at gmail.com. And I'll send you last week's newsletter that has the top five of all of these in it. And I'll add you to the list for future ones. So thanks again for joining. Appreciate everybody's support. Um, also appreciate people making comments. I'm starting to read some of those and getting good ideas and actually responding to some. Um, so please continue to do that and like the YouTube channel as well. And hopefully Zuber will be back soon so we can have a dialogue rather than a monologue every week. So enjoy your weekend. Take care.